We're joined now by Nadrina Fisser, strategist at ETFSA. Let's start with news from uh, the Global Trade and Investment Front. Um, now, uh, the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development released their latest Global Investment Trend Monitor yesterday. Talk to us about that, please. Well, it was actually quite a surprise, I think, considering the state of the global economy, that um, global flows of foreign direct investment jumped by 36% in 2015, um, certainly a, a much bigger increase than I think many people expected. But um, this growth was largely due to cross-border merger and acquisition, so limited contribution from actual, you know, sort of greenfield investment projects in productive assets. Um, and I think one of the important things here was that a lot of this growth really really went into developed markets, whereas Africa in particular saw a decline of, of more than 30% in terms of flow, really sort of highlighting the impact of the, of the slump in commodity prices on, on Africa's um, trade balance. But I think one of the sort of the, the biggest standout features, obviously, for us was that um, FDI flow out of South Africa um, increased by 40, well, it dropped by 74%, which was absolutely massive. And I think a lot of that attributable towards um, the late part of the year where um, we saw a lot of outflows, especially from our bond market. Um, and, and it really explains, I guess, in large part the slump of around 30% in, in the rand that we saw during 2015. Indeed. And then uh, the World Economic Forum in Davos uh, continues to dominate financial news at the moment, Narina. And yesterday was billed to be a highlight for Africa with specific focus on our part of the world. How did that go? You know, interesting some of the reports that came out from there that said in previous years this um, discussion on, on Africa and, and its role in the global economy, um, it, was a, it was a case of standing room only. There were usually long queues to get into this particular discussion. And this year was, was quite different, um, lots of empty seats. And I guess the question was asked, you know, is, is Africa lost its, its sort of luster? You know, the, the theme of next one, of, of, of yesterday's panel discussion was Africa's next challenge. And I guess Africa's next challenge challenge is really, um, it's challenge to remain relevant within a global world that is not as commodity hungry as it's been for, for many years. Um, but I guess the biggest disappointment for us was the fact that President Zuma failed to show up um, for this panel discussion. Uh, according to the presidency, they did inform the organizers a week ago that he, that he was double dated, that he wouldn't be able to do that. But it seemed to be a very last minute change. And, and according to reports, the alternative um, appointment that he had was with the Prime Minister of Sweden. Now, you know, it's, I find it difficult to think that um, a, a meeting with the Prime Minister of Sweden can take precedence over um, really the biggest opportunity on the global economic and financial um, stage to actually put forward the investment case for Africa and in particular South Africa. So, you know, coming hot on the heels of, of S&P really warning that South Africa cannot afford any further financial and economic policy mistakes and, and and these sort of things really is just it's it's it's, it's basics almost schoolboy errors and and really if south africa wants to to retain its credit rating which is so absolutely vital um for the outlook of our of our and our economy we just cannot afford this sort of laissez-faire attitude towards um global uh, global financial markets and Ernest on Twitter, I hope uh, Narina's answered your question there. And uh, it's the weekend, Narina. Some positive news I asked you. I asked you nicely. <laughs> uh, do you have some positive news on which we can go into the weekend on? 
basically know what let's just say thanks to Super Mario. So <laughs> Mario Draghi and the ECB yesterday at their policy meeting um, coming out with a, with a statement after, after they announced that they would not be um, changing their, their monetary policy at this stage came out with very strong indications that come March they will actually be increasing their monetary um, easing. You know, the markets were quite disappointed in December when they didn't really move much and I think yesterday um, was, was quite a big difference from that. I think the world is in, in a much worse state than it was only in December. Risks, in, in especially in Europe, have certainly increased, and he was quite, um, quite strong in his wording yesterday to indicate that the ECB is ready to increase what he terms as being a very successful quantitative easing program so far. So markets really took heart from that, and we saw um, quite significant increases in equity markets, but also quite a big bounce in the oil price. And, and we certainly have seen that positivity um, fed through into the U.S. and then, of course, in Asia um, this morning as well. So here's to hoping that we can finish off what has been a fairly dismal week and start of the year with a wonderfully strong, positive day on the JSE today. Well, on that positive note, you have a fantastic weekend. Thank you so much, Narina Fisser, strategist at ETFSA.